Welcome to Cornerstone Youth and Young Adults Podcast. What's up, everybody? Let's go. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another podcast. What? Pastor Luke and Leanne, I don't know what's so funny to y'all right now, but they're they're dying laughing because I don't know if you guys noticed this. If you're trying to watch our podcast on YouTube and you're like, where's it at on YouTube? It's not on YouTube anymore. Yeah, we're not going to be posting YouTube anymore. It's mainly because we have decided to post a podcast every Thursday. Every so it might at first seem like sad news. Yeah, Pastor's like, oh, there's no more podcast on YouTube, but it's because we have better news. Yes, because we're now about to do a podcast every single Thursday. A podcast is going to drop, ladies and gentlemen. And since we're dropping one every week now, with our busy schedules, we couldn't include the video with it because it adds so much time to the editing process and the posting process. Yeah, and uh, we don't have a full-time video editor. Nope. What it's, a shame. It's, it's me and Pastor Lick that do what all of our shame. editing. Yep. And so it's much easier for us if we just do the sound, yes. which I don't know why we're telling you guys all about this, but now you know. I think it's important that they understand with the future of the podcast and what's happening. Don't I you? Agree. I agree. And the I reason that we were laughing Hysteric, me and Leanna were laughing hysterically. Is because behind the scenes, there's funny things that happen that you can't see. And me and Leanna saw Aaron do something funny. And so we were chuckling about it, although nobody else knows what's happening. So there's just stuff that happens in the room. The That's stuff, right. The stuff that happens in the room. The stuff that happens in the room. That's and true. nobody will get to see past that fourth wall. And we are, I'm so excited to be posting one every single week with you guys. Oh, me too. I'm loving this. And, you know, our podcast audience, you guys get a little bit of a glimpse into our lives that a lot of other people don't don't get. And uh, I think that's that's a really uh, a fun part about the podcast. And so we decided we're, we wanted to open up today. And usually Pastor Luke kind of takes the lead on all of this stuff. But I decided I'm just going to ask a question today to Pastor Luke. That's fine. Um, <clears throat> because Pastor Luke, just this weekend, I went and picked you guys up from the airport, you and your whole family. Yep. Because you guys were gone for almost two weeks on a vacation. Yep. That sounded like you guys had the time of your life. We really did have a wonderful ex- vacation. And the I, best one we've had in years. Wow. And I'm pretty sure everybody wants to know about it. Well, okay. It's super simple, but we've got some family that live out west. I've got family that lives in Denver. My wife has family that lives in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay. You've got to say New Mexico. Yeah, because I was going to say most people probably don't know where Albuquerque is. Yeah. I do, but It's some in New might. Mexico. They do speak English there, <laughs> which is funny. We've had people ask us, do they speak English there? <laughs> really? What? Yeah. They, <laughs> what the? So, and we had an amazing time. We flew to Denver. I got to golf. We went to the beach. It's Denver Beach. It's well, like what, a, what's the Denver Beach like? Man-made dammed water reservoir. Okay. <laughs> yep. So there's no water in, in Denver. It's more of a desert climate, and it's 5,000 feet altitude, so it's hard to find water up at high in a desert climate. Yeah. So the only way that they can get water is they have to man make these water reservoirs. They're like yeah. with di- with they dam up the rivers. Yep. And then they turn them into public actually they're actually private like they're they're parks. 
Okay. You got to pay to get in, kind of like what we have here with our state parks. Yep. You got to pay to get in, and it's a beach. It's incredibly crowded crowded because it's the only one, and there's like <laughs> six million people that live in Denver. Oh my word! And it was fun, but it was still totally totally fun. Yeah. And uh, we swam, we paddleboarded, we had a great time there. Then we rented a car, drove six hours south to Albuquerque. Was the prettiest drive I've ever been on my entire life. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It was so pretty. I was looking forward to the drive back up to Denver. Wow, that, I, that's incredible. That's that you were a, looking forward to a six-hour drive with kids, with three kids in the car. <laughs> yeah. No, no t, no DVD player, no phones, no entertainment of of social media screens and devices of YouTube for the children. Six hours with children in the car. I was looking forward to the drive back. That's amazing. Wow, that is and impressive. We went to Albuquerque. I golfed in Albuquerque, um, and. There's no water in Albuquerque. There's less water in Albuquerque than there is in Denver. <laughs> Believe it or not. Uh, it's just cactus. We did some mountain hikes, sunset hikes. It was really unbelievable. It was a wonderful vacation. Yeah, that's awesome. That's I did. Awesome. You were showing me some pictures, and then I know Jen uh, posted some pictures on Instagram. So if you guys follow Jen on Instagram, you can see pictures of Pastor Luke's vacation. At Jay Forstoff. <laughs> there it is. Just a plug. Just Shameless. Follow her. Shameless. Just follow her. <laughs> oh, my word. I want to see an increase of 1,000 followers in the next 24 hours. Go. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we have that many people mm. that even listen to our podcast. <laughs> Jen probably has a lot more people that follow her on Instagram than listen to our podcast. So our kids are so used to the water because of Michigan here. Yeah. Like everything you do revolves around water. Oh, yeah. And we have so it, many lakes As if Michigan. we don't have enough places just to go to the water. We've got people who are just so rich. <laughs> that they put pools in their backyard, too. Yeah, that's If right. you've uh, done that, say I. Yeah, me. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, she recently just put a pool in your backyard. Yes. How's that going? Uh, we love it. It is It is a luxury. We didn't think we would really enjoy this much. But it's so nice to just come home, hop in your pool for half hour, 45 minutes, and then just say, all right, I'm done. Yeah. You don't have to pack up. There's you don't not have much to, pressure because it's always going to be there. Right. You don't have to pack a bag full of stuff. You don't have Ooh. to get sand off your feet. Just, all right, I'm done. I'm, I'm not going to lie. That sounds pretty awesome. It does. It like I, I like the sound of that. Yeah. It is really nice. And if, if I'm remembering correctly, you and Nick did not even have to pay to be one of those rich people, like Pastor Luke said, because somebody gave you the pool for free. This wow. is true. Yeah, we we were looking for a pool, and somebody was trying to get rid of one, and they offered it to us for a really low price. And we said, well, you know, we don't want to store it over the winter, so we'll just wait and find one to buy in the spring. So you said no to buying it off of them. Yeah, we okay. said no to buying it off of them. And then they came back a couple weeks later and said, we want it gone. If you come get it, we'll give it to you for free. That's a good deal. It's <laughs> it's worth deal. it at that point. It's worth it to store it over the winter. So we did. And uh, yeah, so we, we put that up a couple weeks ago. And it is, it's one of those things where we're like, I'm just happy to have a pool. And then you get in it and you're like, oh, you know, it'd be really great is a cooler floating <laughs> in the pool <laughs> full of drinks, you know? And then, oh, you, you know, it'd be really great. get a floating grill. Yes. They make those. <laughs> they do make those. Is that so dangerous? Yeah. Yeah. If your floaties touch the floating grill, 
it would just they pop yeah it's awesome (laughs) it's worth it but it's so like yeah i want a cooler full of drinks floating yeah my my pool floaty has cup holders Uh so you can have a beverage on each side when am i gonna get invited over to go swimming (laughs) you can come over thanks come over just show up whenever i want well just let us know that you're coming how about that okay just let us know and we'll make sure that the cover's off and Mm -hmm. bring your own floaty Nice. B-Y-O floaty. We hate to, I hate to cut the small talk too short, Aaron. I'll let you do some small talk next next episode. All right. Let's like hop it. Let's hop into our topic of the day. I, I, I'm totally cool with that because right. I love this topic. All right. So what we want to talk about today and help you out with today is the importance really of certain kind. There's three kinds of relationships that we all should have in mm-hmm. our life. Hundred percent. Now, one of these really types of relationships comes at later on in life. I would say. Yep. I okay. Agree. And these three types of relationships are can be described as such as this: is that you you've, you've got to have somebody in your life that's that's helping you, mentoring you. Yep. You've got to have then somebody in your life who you would consider to be an equal. Oh yeah. They are. They are kind of. Same level field, same on, on the same level playing field as you. You consider them a friend, your your best friend, a colleague, a peer, whatever the case may be. They're your equal, and then you've got to have somebody that you're mentoring yourself. And biblically speaking, many preachers have deemed this the Paul, Barnabas, Timothy. That's right. Paul being the one who is mentoring us. Yep. The Barnabas being our friend. Within the ministry. And then our Timothy is the somebody that you are mentoring and training and helping along. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, I would say that that your Timothy might not come around for a few years. (laughs) If you're young, if you're a young person and you don't have much of a resume yet. That's fine. That's no big deal. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. You're young. I mean, what do you what do you expect? But you will begin to develop Timothy's as years go on with success. Yep. People will say, how did you do that? You've been married for a few years. How'd you find a wife? Somebody might ask, how did you do that? What were you looking for? Or, you know? or a husband. Thank yes. you. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> I've seen Leanna's face and she's like, what? I'm not going to find a wife. <laughs> I can I can honestly say I've never asked that question. <laughs> Good. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and But these types of relationships are important. So what I would want to do is not just simply sit here and encourage you to get these kinds of relationships in your life. But I would love to share some stories mm-hmm. of these kinds of relationships that we've had. Some of our stories will be success stories. Yep. Some of our stories will be failures. Oh, yeah. But that's part of the journey that we're on is nobody here is living this absolute perfect life where all of our mentors have lived up to expectations and they have trained us so perfectly well and they never they were flawless in their delivery. (laughs) (laughs) And we've all we've haven't always been the perfect friend or had perfect friends. And we've always we haven't always done a great job at mentoring either. So but we have some stories to share. Oh, yeah. And I can kind of kick off a little bit of a story that I have when I pretty much experienced what I would consider to be my first real Paul in my life. Somebody who was mentoring me. I'm in college. And at the course of college, I start serving at a church. Eventually, what happens is they, um, through a series of 
many conversations. They really wanted me to become the youth pastor there. And so I decided that after some prayer that I wanted to do this. This was something that I was excited about and wanted to do. And there was a associate pastor on staff there that took me under his wing. Mm-hmm. And I Love really, that. really mm-hmm. liked this guy. He had a wonderful way of guiding me. He was playful in his nature. He was a jokester, but also not such in a way where like you were, you were the butt of all the jokes. Yeah. yeah. But you were a part of the laughter, which was fantastic. He was smart. He was kind. He was gentle. And at the same time, I thought that he also had flaws. Right. He also had flaws. And with any relationship, I guess you you can, so to speak, you know, you kind of eat the meat and spit out the bones. Yep. And that was fine with me. <laughs> and I'll never forget my first big event that I did for the youth group. I had about 50 students show up, and it was a wonderful success. And I could tell pastor this pastor showed up who was my mentor. Yeah. And I, he wanted to – he I could tell he wanted to – What's the word? Really come and see what it was going to be like. Yeah. And he, he, and I could tell that after this big event kind of experience, he wanted to give me pointers on how to do things better next time. So he was there and I could tell that he was happy with how things were going. Yeah. Oh, he pulled me over numerous times during the night. This is awesome. (laughs) I've never seen this many students in our building before. And so it was a wonderful success. And the night finally comes to a close and uh, he goes, uh, it was Saturday night. And he goes, uh, man, I'm excited for church tomorrow, aren't you? I go, oh, yeah, Pastor, I'm really excited for church tomorrow, too. He's like, we're going to share some awesome testimonies of what to how tonight went. I was like, I agree. And he goes, who's cleaning up? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I had not scheduled any kind of cleanup. <laughs> like, I did not ask anybody to clean up. I didn't even think about cleanup. Right. Never even crossed my mind. And it was already like 1030 at night. Oh, no. On Saturday night. Saturday night. And he goes, well. See you later. <laughs> he left me all alone. Oh, it was no. It's like what greatest lesson ever learned. Who cleaned yeah. up? I cleaned up. You did. That's right. And he ta- he was mentoring me, and he asked me who's cleaning up, and I didn't have anybody. And he goes, well, you're, you know, see you later. He didn't say clean up. He just said see you later. <laughs> and he left. Yeah. He, as he should have. Mm. And I cleaned for about an hour and a half. Yeah. You know, and I make it back to college, and I'm back early the next day because I'm on the worship team and so on and so forth. But that was a wonderful <laughs> lesson learned. Yeah. And I thought that that guidance he gave me helped me so much. And I liked being guided like that. Yeah. I didn't want to be lectured and yelled at. I wanted to be gently guided along. Mm-hmm. And, he, and if I make a mistake, you know, hey, I'm man enough to own up to it and fix it. But still, he guided me along so well. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. I got a story about, uh, I guess he was kind of a mentor um, to me. It's a little bit of a, of a sad story at the end, but <clears throat> it was... When I, I think it was in eighth grade about when this happened. And I don't know about you guys, but when I was in eighth grade, anytime I seen a senior in high school, I was like, oh, my gosh, that guy's a legend. <laughs> like he has like peach fuzz. He's shaved peach every fuzz. day, you know, or like, <clears throat> I don't know. Um, and he's like, oh, like he, he has his driver's license and you're like 13. You, I, I, I need my driver's license. It'll be the best day ever when I get my driver's license. Um, and so I remember, I think it was in eighth grade and, uh, I was in, in the youth ministry trying to do whatever I could do, wanted to be a part of every event that I could be a part of. And, uh, we were doing small groups. And so my, the small group leader at the time was this senior in high school. And uh, I'm not going to, going to say his name, but he was, he was this awesome guy. I looked up to him so much. He, 
uh, were important to me out on the connect groups, and I really l- looked up to this guy. I remember one time we were doing a, a <laughs> it's kind of funny, we went to a roller rink. I think it was the last time that any youth group ever went to a roller rink. <laughs> the last time ever. <laughs> um, I, I don't, I literally, I've never been to a roller rink since that was in eighth grade. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but we went and it was like, I was in this summer. So it was like a Tuesday morning. We went to a roller rink and I don't know why we went on a Tuesday morning, but we showed up here at the church. We all got on a bus and we went to a roller rink. It's strange. It was very strange. But I needed a ride. Like, I couldn't get a ride. I was 13. I couldn't drive. And so this guy came and picked me up in his car. And I was like, this guy was the coolest guy ever. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought he was awesome. You know, he could drive. And he was taking me to all these events. And he was teaching me stuff and encouraged me to read the Bible and uh, to study certain things. And, awesome. <clears throat> and, man, I thought this guy was was just awesome. And, and really, he was important to me a lot. Um, and then a few years later, after he graduated high school, after being in college, uh, he actually kind of turned away from the faith and uh, made some really bad decisions in his life. Um, but that was a learning experience for me where I realized that not every single person who is pouring against me or who looks like they have it all together really is mm-hmm. like everybody has those mistakes, those flaws. And it was an opportunity for me to like extend grace to that guy. Mm-hmm. And I uh, realized that if I don't work on my relationship with God, that, like anybody, it was kind of the first moment that I realized, well, anybody is vulnerable to falling. Yeah. You know? Hmm. Yep. Totally. Was, that was the first time I ever realized that. So that was a few years later. Where I was probably uh, a sophomore, junior in high school when I realized that. I was like, well, anybody is is vulnerable to falling. Yeah. It's hmm. true. Yeah. What about you, Leanna? You know, the first person I think of, I... Uh, I kind of came into church around when I was like 15 or 16, and I was one of those uh, wallflower, you know, like people like I tried to go unnoticed, and I was good at it, and um, I came into this church, uh, I think it was right before my 16th birthday, and um, this leader in the youth group just, uh, she just took me under her wing and just helped me learn what it is, I guess, to uh, to not be in the shadows, you know, and she just gave me opportunity, uh, to, to grow. And she put me up there on the worship team, Mm. something that I had never thought I would ever do. Uh, she gave me a microphone and she said, sing, Yeah, you know, and she just put me in situations that were uncomfortable, but not impossible. Is it, Mm -hmm. you know, like she, she didn't put me in situations where I was really good. Yeah, what she was doing. Yeah, she'd put me in situations that were slightly uncomfortable, but not unbearable, you know. And then the next time, okay, here's a little bit more. Here's a little bit more. That's awesome. Yeah, and so she like almost like little baby steps and got me comfortable in my own skin. Yeah, she helped me not only get comfortable, you know, singing in front of people, but also just being comfortable in who I was as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And something that. Probably the biggest lesson that I learned from that mentorship is that there are different mentors for different seasons. I definitely, I went into that relationship thinking she's going to be my mentor for the rest of my life. And that wasn't necessarily true. I haven't talked to her in years. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. You know, she, she was there for a, for that season that I needed her. And when I went off to college, you know, we, we didn't keep in contact, but you know, we didn't have a falling out like or anything like that. We just went on to different things in our lives. And yeah. that relationship was beautiful for the time that I had it. Yeah. 
And it's so important to be able to understand that if expectations, certain expectations aren't met, doesn't mean that people are evil. Yeah. Or like have sinned somehow, you know? Yeah. I mean, Leanna had these thoughts of like, oh, well, you know, I don't know if you can correct me if I'm wrong or this, but your thoughts were, you know, like, this is just going to be a wonderful relationship for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And then you look back and you realize, I mean, that was like, oh, that was like, maybe not, maybe I shouldn't have thought that. Right. But like you're young and you don't understand absolutely everything and you don't realize that you're going to probably move on with your life and change cities and maybe even move states. And mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah. If a relationship <laughs> changes. Yeah. It doesn't mean that somebody's doing something wrong or that they don't like me anymore. It's just that, like, you know, she's got to train up the next person coming up mm-hmm. that oh, yeah. comes up after you. And, oh, yeah. And she's going to do a great job with the next person, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That reminded me of something that will also kind of segue us perfectly into this next, the next kind of relationship. It remi- The first time I ever heard this was from Pastor Jake. Um, it was the last, I think it might have been the last sermon that I heard Pastor Jake preach as my youth pastor. And he was teaching and it was at the end of like a school year. And he was kind of talking to all the seniors uh, who were graduating and getting ready to leave. I think it was a Wednesday night. And he was talking about getting prepared and getting ready for the future. I'll never forget. He said this line. He's like, I know that all of you think that you and your high school friends are going to be best friends for the rest of your life. He's like, newsflash, you won't be. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds so hor- It sounds yeah. so bad, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, it how does. could she be so insensitive? <laughs> yeah, and I literally remember seeing these seniors, like, sitting on the front row, because they were kind of all up on the front row, and he's, like, shouting them out and honoring them that night, and they were like, yeah, but not us. Uh-huh. Like, we're, we're in this together. We're going to be... And we're like now, now they live across the <laughs> other side of the country, and, like, they don't keep in contact, like... <laughs> they're not. They're not still best friends. Do you know life. how hard <laughs> it is to make a phone call to stay in contact? No, just <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you're not hanging out every day, oh my, you goodness. lose track of people. It just well, happens. Well, yeah, that's that's, that's yeah. the next. That's the next kind of relationship. Is those yep. those mm-hmm. uh, those Barnabas kind of relationships? Those peers? Those kind of equals? As you said, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it and it and it is. Um, I would say that that we tend to make our friends based upon proximity. Yeah, which is kind of a bad way to make friends. It kind of is a bad way to make friends. Just because they're your neighbor doesn't mean they should be your friend. Right. Just because you sat next to them in class doesn't mean they should be your friend. They might not be good people. So yeah. we don't te- we don't really teach our our students here that, you know, hey, if if they're close to you, just be their friend. That's <laughs> not necessarily what we what's always best. No. But at the same time, it's easiest. Right. It really is. And um, my my father talks about how he's had to really work at friendships over the years. Oh yeah. Is that he has to constantly call and text. Yep. And that some of his best friends don't live close to him, and he has to work real hard at keeping these relationships going. And sometimes it takes hard work to keep a wonderful friendship going. And I know me personally, I, it's hard to keep up with my college friends. <laughs> I, it's hard to keep up with my, my high school friends. I just went, um, I, it was funny, but I was in my office before I left for vacation. And I was just sitting there. I'm like, man, I haven't talked to my friend Craig in a really long time. We were high school friends. And I just texted him. Yeah. I was like, Craig, how you doing, man? It's just a simple <laughs> text, you know? And he's like, oh, my gosh, Lucas, out of nowhere. He's like, I'm doing great. You know, I'm just working. And 
and everything like that. I'm like, I'm working too. You want to go golfing? <laughs> and he's like, so we went golfing. We went out to breakfast after golf. He wanted to tee off at 6.50 a.m. What? <laughs> to play golf on, on Saturday. <laughs> so early. And you, di- and you did it? Yeah, I did wow, it. Wow, you're a great friend. <laughs> and wow. it was early. We were the first pierced person off the tees <laughs> oh, for the whole day. Man. And then we were done by 9.30. A.M. <laughs> that is terrible. That's impressive, though. If you can, you guys golfed 18 holes, right? Yeah. If you golf 18 holes and you're done by 9.30 A.M., you probably no. felt like a champion. Well, nobody's in front of us, and we're, we're kind of good golfers. So we were able to just smack at 300 yards and go. So, yeah, we finished pretty fast. But we went out to breakfast afterwards. We caught up, told stories, shared stories. And it's interesting, but it just takes work. Yep. You've got to, if you're not running into each other every single day, mm-hmm. it takes work. And so you let me encourage everybody out there who's a student. Maybe you're in high school, middle school, college, whatever you're, however old you are, whatever your age is. I'll just say this. It always takes work to keep friendships alive, Yep. especially if you're not running into them every single day. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. High school friends, it's easy. College friends, it's uh, once again easy. Maybe you're in an internship program. You're seeing them every single day because you're going into internship program. It's easy. and and But then all of a sudden, you all kind of separate and graduate. It gets yep. hard. Mm-hmm. It gets oh, yeah. hard. So, yeah. Yeah, but you got to work to keep those – to keep those going. <clears throat> Leanna, it looked like you had something to say there. Well, I was just going to say that that's, that's a – uh, lesson that I, I remember learning is that the ease of the relationship has no bearing on the quality of the relationship. Ooh, I like that. You it's know, like just because just it's, because. Yeah. yeah you know, because sometimes I think we we tend to think, oh, if it just happens naturally, they're a really good friend. It's, and that yeah. isn't mm. necessarily true. It could be true, but it isn't necessarily true. Sometimes those relationships that are Worth, some of them are worth the effort. Absolutely. You know, oh, yeah. and you find out which ones are worth the effort and you put forth what effort you're willing to give. Mm. You know? Yeah, that's really good. This reminds me of, this is a really simple story about me as an elementary school kid, um, but it kind of illustrates that point. When I was in elementary school, I wasn't, I didn't grow up going to school my whole life. Uh, so I was homeschooled and I came in at second grade into a brand new school, didn't know any of these kids. And I was like, I got to make some friends right away. And so I naturally kind of gravitated towards these students. They weren't like the super popular kids, but they were really nice. They welcomed me in. We were hanging out. We liked kind of similar same things. We liked to play the same sports and the same games. And then I quickly realized the one and only time that in my elementary school years that I got sent to the office for being in trouble was I was literally just in proximity of this group of kids. <laughs> I, I hadn't even done anything wrong. I was just next to them while they were all misbehaving. That's bad. And um, and I got sent to the office and like had to write out this whole like letter about why I got sent to the office. And You're oh like, uh, <laughs> I literally, as a, as a seven-year-old, I literally wrote that I did nothing wrong. Yeah. I was just like, I was trying to do what the teacher said, but like they were making it impossible for me to do that. Um, I don't know if they, like, uh, <clears throat> I don't know what happened. Like I never got in more trouble from that, but, <clears throat> but yeah, those friends were easy to be around. Yep. They were, they were there, they were available. They were nice to me at first. We kind of had similar interests. Um, but I realized in just a few months that these are not kids that I need to be hanging around all the time. Cause if I do, I'm going to end up back at the office yeah. every few weeks, which is not where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Especially, I was terrified that if I ended up in the office, it was going to be the wrath of my father, which I did not want. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And then kind of leads us to the last one here. uh, What the Bible really would say would be like a Timothy, 
That's right. Which is that Timothy was a young pastor and Paul mentored him. And Paul even was, I don't know if I want to say the word bold. Maybe it's a perfect word. Bold enough to say that Timothy, just model your life after me. Yeah. <laughs> he said that to him in a letter. Yeah. Just imitate me. Yeah. You'd think Paul would be like, you know, imitate Jesus, do what Jesus did. But like, it just got down to the fact of like, Timothy, just imitate me. Yeah. And I, and, and it feels a little bit bold that he would say that. But of course it's Paul, right? Right. And his words are inspired by the word of God. It's in the Bible. And so sometimes you develop these relationships where you get some young people coming alongside of you. Mm-hmm. And you're at the point now where you've experienced some things. You've graduated from school. You've gotten a career going. You've gotten married. Maybe you're having a family. You've gotten a few years under your belt. You've had success doing things within your workplace. And people are starting to recognize you. And they love your personality and your demeanor and the way you carry yourself and your walk with the Lord. And they will just start to come alongside you like a little fish. Mm-hmm. Like a little fish long shark. And they'll just be like, hey, I'm right here. You know, hey, I don't, what don't a, hurt me. But what a visual. I'd like to nibble off your, your scraps, please. Uh, and uh, and you get some little fish that come alongside you. And yeah. I would say that early on, you, you can't, don't deny those, the little fish that come up beside you. They're little now. Yeah. But they're mm-hmm. going to get big. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I, and everybody's little. It starts off small. Yeah. And they start off, you know, especially the young boys that come up into the youth ministry, right? Yeah. They're going to grow up to be men. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you can put effort into them now and treat them oh yeah, uh, with respect, love, kindness, and treat them well and don't don't push them off uh, just because they're small or just because they're, 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 their voice hasn't changed yet, <laughs> they're going to – they'll get there one day. Give them oh, some yeah. time. They're going to grow up to be men, and they're going to – they're going to help you. They're That's going right. to want to help you one day. They're going to want to come alongside you. They're going to want to mm-hmm. do great things with you within the ministry or with, the, with your life. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking about when you were talking about that, I was thinking about <clears throat> my younger brother, Charlie, who, Leanna, your husband, Nick, actually kind of took him under his wing when Charlie was a seventh grader. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was exactly what Pastor Luke just described, a really small, tiny, blonde-headed kid <laughs> who's had a really high voice still. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, you know, he didn't really know at all what was going on. But now you look at him and he's like 6'2 and 160 pounds of fiery muscle and uh, has a crazy deep voice and is trying to grow a beard. It's not quite there yet. He's young. I'll just let you know, Charlie, your beard's not there yet. Just trim it off. But oh, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Rough. Sorry. <laughs> um, but he's serving in the ministry. Yeah. He's leading teams. He's gone on multiple missions trips. He's gone all over the world serving, uh, serving the Lord. He's been to Peru and to L.A. and to Houston uh, to do missions work. And he loves serving in the house of God. And he's actually uh, going to school uh, next year to start getting his pilot's license to fly helicopters to do missions work. And, you know, you wouldn't have thought about that when you looked at seventh grade, you know, little blonde head Charlie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, seven years ago or whenever, however long ago that was. Uh, but now you see that and you can see the fruit of, of what happens when you take somebody under your wing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's good stuff. Do you have anything you want to say, Leanna? I was just going to say, are we allowed to say names? You what? Are we allowed to say names? Only if you want to is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Only if it's a good story. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay. If it's a bad story, don't say names. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I was thinking about um, when uh, you know we have the the Ignited Ministry Academy and how that is just like how 
I mean, those students are just brought right alongside of us every day in the office, mm-hmm. and they're given more opportunity than they could mm-hmm. ever dream of, maybe even more than they asked for. Yeah, <laughs> more than they asked <laughs> for. More than they yeah. asked for of just learning how to preach and learning how services go. And, and I even think of, you know, um, a student that we had, it was only a couple years ago, Kayla. She mm-hmm. was then mm-hmm. given even more opportunity to learn um, administration from me. And you look at her now and her job is, it's all administration. She just led a huge event over the weekend all by herself. And you know? they, they asked her to lead another one too. Yeah. And so it's just like, wow, that's awesome to see that, you know, you, you just give, give a little bit of, you know, give a little bit of yourself and she just took it and ran with it and has grown into an amazing administrator. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I'm going to say this tag on this real quick. I know we're about to wrap up, but man, if you're, and maybe you're an, uh, a young adult and you're trying to pour into somebody and maybe you see they don't really take your advice or they don't really, they're not, you're trying to pour into them. You're trying to help them along and they're just not coming along. They're not uh, acting on any of the advice that you have given them. Uh, don't beat yourself up because of that. Uh, you can't control what they do uh, because I know I've fallen into that, especially when I first uh, kind of got hired on at Cornerstone and I was trying to help some students and get them through a situation and help give them advice and guide them and and then they just didn't take any of the advice that I gave them and and just constantly consistently made bad decisions and I was putting a lot of that on me because they didn't turn out like amazing people like Kayla Lowry and who can administrate these huge events and do all this stuff I was mm-hmm. like oh no is this all my fault no you can't control <laughs> what somebody else is doing you can't mm-hmm. control the decisions there you can try to help and do what you can and man it's an amazing thing to be able to pour into somebody and, and give advice and to give counseling uh, but if they're not going to listen, they're not going to listen. Yeah, it, it's very mm-hmm. true. Um, there's a whole lot to what you just said, too. I mean, so much there. I've learned now over the years it's when students come into my office um, and they start to pour out to me some of their problems, I'll actually say, do you want prayer or do you want advice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because those are very different things. Yep. Because yeah. prayer means... They don't really care what I say. They just probably just want prayer. And <laughs> who knows what their decisions are really going to do. Like, I right. don't, it, they probably just need somebody to talk to, mm-hmm. need somebody to know what's going on, and that's mm-hmm. it. But then there's other times where people will tell you their problems, and then they'll say, I need advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're able to give advice. They don't always, they don't always, still don't always take it. Yeah, but there is such a there. There's sometimes you give advice to people who simply just want prayer, because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you're excited to give advice. Especially yeah. guys, guys like, well, we love to fix problems. Yeah, exactly. You know, oh, I'll fix that problem for you. Yeah, let me, let me tell you how to fix that. Oh, I know everything. Let's I get that, that fixed. Yeah, let's get that. <laughs> let's get that fixed up here. Here we go. You know, twenty two, twenty two simple steps. Yeah, you're all set. Oh, my word. Right. But uh, and then you realize, well, and I mean. Who, it's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yep. And and people are people. I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. I'm not going to let that stop me. Yeah, that's good. That's really what the most important thing is. Mm-hmm. It's not to let that stop me from, from continuing to help or mm-hmm. pray for people. Just simply pray for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's really something I've learned through the years. That's good. And and it could help you as well. Mm-hmm. Anybody out there could help you guys out there. But there's there's three types of relationships just to wrap up here. There's, there's people that are, that are mentoring you. 
Mm-hmm. They don't even have to be in your proximity. Yep. I'm, I'm <clears throat> mentored by pastors who live in other states, and I've never even met them before. They don't even know me. How, yeah. how are they mentoring me? Their messages mentor me. Their podcasts mentor me. Yeah. Their leadership blogs mentor me. Oh, yeah. Right? Then I've got Barnabases in my life. I got friends. I got friends. I got, people, I got colleagues that I can just talk to about things, and, and I'm not leading them. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. They don't need me. I don't need them for anything. It's just a friendship base and it's wonderful. And then you've got people you're mentoring, people you're trying to train up and grow. And, and we need these relationships in our life. We need people to pour into us, but we also need to pour into people. We don't want to mm-hmm. become just an intake of, of things, constantly take, 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 and never give. That's really unhealthy. Yep. Um, so we got to keep up these types of relationships. Man, it's been wonderful to be with you, audience. I love it. And it's been wonderful to have Leanna with us. Oh, yeah. I love it when Leanna's on the podcast. Oh, on a scale of 1 to 10, Aaron, how well did Leanna do today? <laughs> she did like, like a 9. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. That was you could You could have got an extra 10 if you would have, or an extra 1 point. But Leanna has you. Uh, you're not very <laughs> assertive. And so wow. you, always, you always wait for us to this ask you a true. question. Oh, that's true. This is Gosh. True. You can, if you jump in a little bit more just on your own. Yeah, interrupt us. <laughs> you Golly. Can, you, you have permission to interrupt us during the podcast and just jump in and give us some feedback. But besides Thanks. that, you did amazing. Thanks. We'll invite you back on. Don't worry. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, you definitely get invited back on. All right. Thanks. Oh, we'll see you later next time, audience. It's been wonderful to be with you. Have a wonderful day. Bye. See y'all. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.